Father, we are grateful this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. We thank you because you are here. Let your word come. Let your word instruct us. Let your word correct us. Let your word, re your word rebuke us. Let your word inspire us. And today, we will be glad we came. Today, we will be glad that we are in your presence and we're not going the same way we came thank you father thank you father take over this meeting and let your name alone be glorified use my mind use my words use my heart use my gestures use everything let me become the oracle that transmits your word to your people thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit none of me all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please, can you be seated? Alright, no, okay, one thing before you sit down, please go to a father. All the ladies, go to a father and say, Happy Father's Day. Go to somebody. <laughs> go to a father and tell them Happy Father's Day. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> celebrate a father in the house. <laughs> please celebrate all the father. Fathers, make yourself available for celebration. Ah! God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, please be seated. Be seated. God bless you. You know, fathers, fathers are getting angry and they say, ah, why is it that it's mommies that are celebrating every day? How can mommies have more than three celebrations <laughs> and uh, and i want to thank i want to thank my children they surprised me i think it was yesterday no the first day all of them made a small card for me and immediately i got into the house everybody was oh daddy i made a card for you and they brought out the card it was happy father's day i love you dad ah, i felt so loved <laughs> i felt so loved praise god Praise God. So please celebrate the men in our lives. Let's celebrate them. You know, there is no war. <laughs> we are not fighting. The devil is trying to make the genders fight. Alright? Trying to cause unnecessary uh, uh, competition among the genders. We are not, the genders should not compete. God created everyone and gave us a role. We have assignments. Amen. There are things men can do that women can't do. You know, they say, ah, uh, anything a man can do, a woman can do. There are things men can do that women can't do. And there are things women can do that men cannot do. It's God. God created us and gave us roles. You know, but what the devil wants to do is to mix up these roles, you know, uh, 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 cause unnecessary drama. And the target is to destroy families hallelujah the target is to destroy the home front because when the home front is destroyed the society is messed up praise god so all those people fighting they should understand that the fight is not you think it's about being woke and saying uh speaking the uh the the uh the talking points no it's not it's not about that it's not about that it's a war going on and the earlier you understand it, that the devil has a target. Some of us think that we are being civilized. But the devil is targeting something. And we must wake up. And begin to hold our place. If not, the next generation. It's already happening. It's already happening. Look at what is happening in the West. It's already happening. But children of God must rise and stay our ground. Hallelujah. We must follow only the word of God. Praise God. So briefly today, before we go into the training, I want to talk about... Okay, do you have the video now? Do you want to play the video? Okay, play it, play it. There's a video I want to play for fathers. 
Do you have sound connected? Do you have sound connected? All right. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm loud enough, right? Sometimes I think the rain is... Uh, but I'm... Okay, good. All right, all right. So today we're going to be talking about the power of starting small or starting now. The power of starting. So we're going to talk about that, but let's just watch this video briefly. Is your sound connected? I don't think so. What's going on with your sound? You are not you are not on a focus right. That's the problem. You you connected to focus right or something? Okay, you know what? Let's go ahead. We're going to play that video later, so that we'll, we'll be able to uh, beat the time. Okay, so starting small. Alright? Starting small. How many of you have had the uh, the talk why uh, a, a tag, why start small when you can go big? How many of you have had it? Why start small when you can go big? It's a talking point. And some uh, and then there's another one. He said you either go big or go small. Oh, sorry, or go home. As beautiful as this concept. There's something wrong about Instead of starting something, they, they keep procrastinating things and they said I'm not I'm not ready yet. Now, but experience has shown that things that last long start small. small they last long and then they grow big start big without a solid foundation causes collapse so the things that last they start small and some end up collapsing why because it doesn't have a foundation
Okay. Okay, stop. Take for instance, you go to a gym and you want to start the gym. And you go and carry on the heavy weights. The same day you started. Oh, what happened? The next day you can't even walk. I've tried this about it. The next day only your joints are gone. But imagine that you take it bit by bit. Do you, do you understand my point? Even when people want to change their habits, or and when they want to be uh, um, um, cured from an addiction, what do they do? They, 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 they are trained to take it gently until their system master it, until they form another habit. Alright? So, starting big looks good. But I can tell you, there are a lot of people that have started big and they went down when they hit the challenges of life. And let me tell you, nobody's immune to challenges. Challenges would always come. Are you with me now? Challenges will what? They would always come. Nobody's immune. But the question is when they meet you, is your foundation strong enough to withstand the challenges of life? And let me tell you again, nothing changes until you start. Are you hearing me now? You can have all the plans in your books. I'm a consultant. I've done a lot of business plans, right? Okay? So you do business plan for people and you always tell them, you know, most times when, when clients come to you and they want a business plan and all that, you know, the plan is very big. I, 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 had a, I had a client that came one time and I wanted a business plan. So we did a business plan and he was aiming very big. And I told him, I said, there's nothing wrong with aiming big. But how do you start? What resource do you have right now? What can you start right now with? He said, no, 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 no. I don't want to start small. I want to do it big. When I entered the industry, everybody thought that I have my life. <laughs> he never started. <laughs> Today, this is so many years now. That's not how life works. I will say this morning. That's not how life works. Listen. Every, every big company you know today, they start small. Do you have that image I sent you? Can you, can you show that image? Every company, big company you know today, started uh, small. And let me tell you, no matter the resources you have, no matter um, um, whatever you have, if you don't start, okay, if you don't start, nothing changes. Immediately you start, everything around you begins to change. Hallelujah. Once you start, the atmosphere around you begins to conform to help you. Amen. Amen. You know, there's this story of a young man who listened to so many lectures. He, he has listened to so many lectures and all that. So he went to his mentor and told his mentor, he said, I am ready now. I, I have learned a lot. And the mentor looked at him and said, My son, <laughs> you have not learned anything. All you have been doing is gathering uh, information. You start learning when you start. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You start learning when you what? When you start. Until you start, you have not started learning. You are only gathering information. You start learning when you hit your leg in the job. When you get into that place. My first degree was in accounting, and I thought I knew how to do things, do stuff right. Until I was given my job, the first job. When I got there, I knew I, it dawned on me that I don't know anything. 
I don't know how many of you have, have experienced that. After all the theories in school, and then when you get to practical, you will discover that you know nothing. Praise <laughs> God. And let me tell you, you can learn all the theories you want to learn until you start. Nothing changes. It's when you start that you start learning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This month we've been talking about managing it. One of the greatest problems we have in the Christian work today is that God has blessed us with so much, but we don't know how to manage it. God has blessed us. A lot of us have so many ideas. We have so many things that God has put in us. But because we, have, we don't know how to manage the resources that God has put in our hands, we are not able to, we are not able to organize anything. And God is not happy with that because And he said, Go and what be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. That is the, the command of God to you. That is the command of God to you. But how many of us are fruitful? Hallelujah. How many of us are fruitful? You cannot be fruitful if you don't know how to start. Amen. Amen. Look at the, the, the 10 talents, the, the talent that we talked about. The, the talent that we talk, uh, the parable that Jesus gave about a man who was who was uh, uh, traveling out and he gave talent to his uh, to his uh, servants. One he gave five, the other he gave two, and another he gave one, one thousand, two thousand. Use it, all right, until I come back. But what happened? The Bible said that the one that had five and the one that had two went to work immediately. Immediately. Hallelujah. We need to start using what we have already. Praise God. We need to do what? Start making use of what we have already. So the question is, what do you have? And how can you use it? What do you have? And how can you use it? Whatever you have, put it to use immediately. Hallelujah. The journey of a thousand miles begins what? The journey of a thousand miles begins at once. It begins once. Praise God. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 22 to 25. James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. Look at what it says. He said, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his nat natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way. And straight away forgetted what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man. You start getting results. It's only when you start applying what God that you start getting results. Until you apply what God, you cannot get any results. You can hear it, you can listen to it, but it's until you apply it in your life. The Bible said the word that they heard did not profit them. Therein they did not mix it with faith. What is faith? Faith is action. Your ability to take action concerning what you believe. Your ability to take action concerning what you have heard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, are you taking action concerning the word of God that you have heard? Are you taking action? What are you doing about it? What are you doing about the word of God that you have heard? 
Alright. So you need to start taking action. Any man that does not take action cannot get results. Result comes by taking action. Result comes by doing. Praise God. Praise God. Tell somebody start now. Say it again. Start now. Not tomorrow. <laughs> you know we are good with procrastinating. He said, ah, no, tomorrow. How many of you have made, you know, New Year resolutions and said, this is what I'm going to do this year. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But at the end of the day, you don't do it. Why? Because you procrastinate. Because you leave it for another day. But that's not how it works. You have to take action. You have to take action. You have to start working on what you believe. Hallelujah. And that is why you need to have an aim. Okay, so can we get to that? Let's get to that image. Let's get to that image. Okay, look at this. Everybody look at this. This is... Uh, okay, it's not even... Uh, okay, the up one is not very clear, but if you look at the up one, you will see that is Apple, where they started. The Apple we know, this is where they started. This is Google. That's their first office. This is Amazon. In fact, Amazon didn't have money to start a normal bookshop. So he decided to start small by starting online. And that is how he broke into online. Alright? This is Halle. This is this Disney. The Disney that we're talking about. This is how they started. This is Backel. Big things have small starts. Are you hearing me now? Are you with me? Big things have what? Small starts. You have to think of starting small. Don't wait. So many of us, analysis paralysis is what has kept us to where we are. We don't want to start because we, some of our friends started in a certain level. So it's a competition of friends now. Because my friends started with this kind of machine. Because my friends started with this kind of uh, 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 office. I, I, I cannot start lower. And that's why you are where you are. You need to start from where you are. Jesus asked the disciples, what do you have in your hands? It's what you have in your hands that you're going to start with. Anything you have in your hand is what God is obligated to multiply. Are you with me this morning? You need to start from where you are. You need to start with what you have. Amen. Amen. Start now when you have everything set. Will require start now when you don't have everything set. Will require sacrifice on your part. So, if you want to start right now and you know you don't have all resources, you don't have all the money, you don't have everything you need to start the way you want to start, it will require sacrifice. Amen. It will require what? Sacrifice. So, you may have to manage a smaller office. You may have to be working from home. You may have to inconvenience some yourself and some people around you because you want to start small. That is the sacrifice that is required to start. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are enjoying the rain? <laughs> it's a blessing. Let's rejoice. <laughs> we thank God for the rain. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. At least we know where to walk on. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So, when you want to start, when you want to start, okay, because you are starting small, you have to do what we call delay gratification. Amen. Anything that is big, start small. And when you start small, there is a lot of sacrifice on your part. You have to delay your gratification. Let me tell you, the reason why a lot of people cannot start anything 
today is because all the money, the capital that we use to start is in Mr. Big. Is in Tasty Fried Chicken. Is in uh, Chicken Republic. Which other one now? K is it KYC? I mean, uh, huh? <laughs> Shop right. All the money, the capital you used to start, you have eaten it. How can you eat your seed? If you eat your seed, there's nothing to plant. There's nothing to sow. Imagine a farmer that eats all the seed. When it is time for planting season, what will the farmer sow? Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? So, there is what we call delayed gratification. What this means is that I will have to do without some things for the future. It's like bargaining with the future. Are you with me? It's like you are bargaining with the future. You are saying, future, I want you. This is the price I am going to pay. Now. So that I can get this future. Is somebody listening to me now? So, you are saying, this is the price. I am going to hold back my time. I will not watch much of football. I will not go to drink with friends. I will not go to mistakes. I will not prepare the meal at home. Why? So that I can save money to invest now for the future. That is bargaining with the future. Amen. That's what it means to bargain with the future. You are sacrificing something now. See, what we're talking about bargain, we're talking about exchange. Exchange. So what are you exchanging for the future goal that you want? You have an aim. Amen. Something happened to this. Uh, okay. You have an aim. You have a target. This is where I want to go. Okay. That is your aim. This is where I want to go. So what do you do? In order to achieve this aim, there are sacrifices that you need to make. Now. You see, people that live anyhow are people that don't have an aim. They don't have a vision. They don't have a dream. So they just live their life. Whatever happens. But that is not how to make success. That is not how a believer should live. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you should have an aim. So I'm asking you this morning, what is your aim? What is your target? Where do you want to be in the next five years? Where do you want to be in the next ten years? What is your dream? Do you plan to get married? Do you plan to have children? What will you do with your children? How will you raise them? How will you train them? Where do you want to live? What is your aim? If you have an aim, then you must also understand what is the sacrifice I need to make for you to be able to achieve my aim. Are you with me this morning? You should know, okay, what is my sacrifice? You have to take on the sacrifice. You have to delay gratifications. You have to take that sleepless night so that you can train yourself to become what you want to be in the future. You have to take up that sacrifice. Hallelujah. This was what God was trying to tell the children of Israel when they had to make sacrifice. Because they want to go to war, they want to win a war, and they, they, God taught them that they should do what? Make sacrifice. So they are bargaining with the future. They are bargaining what? With the future. Hallelujah. So what sacrifice are you making for your future right now? What sacrifice are you making for your future right now? So you need to start small. You need to learn how to start. You need to learn how to what? Start. Because nothing changes until you start. 
if you don't start, nothing happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have to confront your fears. Tell somebody because you they can hear you say, confront your fears. Amen. Tell somebody next to you again. Say, confront your fears. You have to confront your fears. I can't, can you leave this? Increase the, increase the volume. I can't hear. Amen. Amen. Oh, good. Better. You have to confront your fears. What are your fears? What are you afraid of? Confront them. Now, imagine... Imagine what if you have started all the things you needed to start. Quite early in life. Imagine that. That you started all the things you needed to start. Where will you be by now? This is to, to challenge you to stop procrastination. Procrastination is not good for you. It will not help you. You need to make a move. What are those dreams in your heart that you have not started? It's time to start them. And not just saying, I will start, I will start. It's about making the sacrifice that is required to, to be able to achieve that aim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Courage is required. You need to be courageous. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. A lot of us are afraid of starting. Amen. A lot of us are afraid of starting. You need courage. Tell somebody you need courage. You need courage. Courage is your ability to confront the things you are afraid of. To face your fears and conquer them. What are you afraid of? What is that thing that is giving you sleepless night? What is that thing that is making you afraid? It's time to what? Confront your challenges. Confront your challenges. Confront your fears. Amen. I will round up now. But before I round up, let me share with you my story. Everything about my life is about courage. In fact, some of my friends wonder. In fact, somebody called me one day and said, David, how are you doing it? <laughs> he said, I know you. I knew you right from the university. How are you doing these things? How are you achieving all that you have achieved? And you know what I told him? I said, courage. Everything I have done, most of it I was not qualified for. What I'm telling you, I took courage. Are you listening to me? It took courage. When we started White Diagnostic Center with my wife, we didn't have the money. I just recovered from a job loss. I lost my job for over a year. And we suffered. Imagine when you make a pot of soup with less than 500 naira. That was our story. In Surulere. I remember one day she, she made her to go to work and we had finished her salary because I lost my job. She was the only one working and they were paying her 60, I think 67,000. How much? Was it 67,000? That was all that our family lived on. I was working in a place that were paying me about 250,000 before. I lost the job. She wasn't working then. She had to go get a job. She got a job of 67,000. That was all the family had to live on. And I had a daughter, my first daughter, Kayla. Before we buy pampas, after buying pampas, buying uh, uh, food, the money has finished. She didn't have money for transport again. I remember one day, she held me. Give me money for transport to work. You have finished our money. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I said, yeah, let's go to ATM. Let's get to ATM. <laughs> All I had in the ATM was 500 naira. 
and I couldn't withdraw the 500 because I thought ATM would pity me and give me 500. But when I inserted my, my card, they say, you can't disperse 500. The ATM is only dispersing 1,000 Naira. I checked all the ATMs, no ATM is dispersing 500. I was confused. I had to call my younger brother. I said, bro, are you there? He said, fine. I beg, I need 500. <laughs> the guy said, bro, 500. I said, yes. He said, okay. He sent me 500. That's how I withdrew the 1,000 that I gave her to go to work. Now, this is just even small. We went to hell for eight months. Eight months. And you know what we decided? We decided that we're not going to call our relatives. We're not going to tell anybody about it. We're going to work it out. So what we did was we cut down our costs. We denied ourselves everything. We only lived on what we had. And we were working towards it until we came out of it. What I'm telling you is that if you have a target, if you have a target, you focus on that target and you take all the sacrifice that is needed to achieve that target, you will get it. That's our story. So, after about eight months, I got another, I started my company. I got a job, I got a, a, a contract in Lekki here and I was coming to, for Lekki, to Lekki. We had to relocate to this place. My wife now lost her job. She had to resign. They couldn't transfer her. So she was not working now. And the work I was working, they were only paying me about, about 150,000 per month. The first uh, client I got, about 150K. And we, we needed to start something for her. We didn't have the money. But we said, all we need is to start. So we went and got a place. We didn't have the money to pay. I went to my client and I said, please, I need to start up a diagnostic center. My wife is a lab technician, a, a lab scientist. I need to start up a diagnostic center. Give me, give me an advanced salary. I got an advanced salary. We paid for a, 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 an office. We didn't have money to buy equipment <laughs> to start. <laughs> we started calling everybody we know that sells equipment. If they can give us a high purchase, we were able to get someone. He said, come. When we got there, he said, but you have to pay 70%. Then the remaining 30% is what we're going to share. 70% was about 2 million naira. We didn't have the money. We went back to square one. Praying and asking God. But you see, because we were in the game, doors started opening. Because we were engaging, doors started opening. Suddenly, I got another client who was paying me 250000 naira every month. And immediately I got that job, I called the, 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 the uh, supplier. I said, we're on the game now. I was able to raise 1 million. I paid him. Oh no, 1.5 million. I paid him. I said, please, don't wait for the remaining 500. Give us the equipment. We'll spread everything and we'll pay you. That's how we spread everything. That 250,000 I was getting, once it comes into my account, I don't even wait. Immediately I get the alert, I don't send it straight to the man. Immediately I get the alert, send it. That's how I pay. It was without money. That client that I paid all the debt, I will not have that office now. So what I'm telling you is that if we did not start, it's very possible that even that new job that came wouldn't have come. I'm telling you. When you start, doors start opening. When you start, everything around you starts changing. The spirit realm recognizes people who have started. When you start, the spirit realm start organizing, reorganizing themselves to, to help you. There are forces that want to help you, but you have to meet the basic requirements. 
are, are, you, are you listening to me? The spiritual forces want to help you. But you have to meet the basic requirement. And that basic requirement is to put your leg in the water. Jordan could not part until the children of Israel put their leg in the water. That is the risk they need to take. The Red Sea could not open until Moses had to what? Put the rod. He had to put the rod over the Red Sea. When he was crying to God, you know, what stopped God from just the, from heaven just telling the Red Sea, Red Sea parts, and Red Sea without part, and they walk, they walk through. But there are principles on the earth. God has set principles on the earth that you must put an effort out before anything can happen. When Moses was crying out to God, God said, Why are you crying to me, Moses? You have a rod. Put it out. So that the rest can pass. You have a rod. Everybody listening to me, you have a rod. But the problem is that you are not using your rod. You are keeping it and you are crying to God. God told Moses, why are you crying to me? Stretch your rod out. Let the sea part. It's time for you to begin to use what you have. And let me tell you, don't go and put your hand where, where you are not there. You cannot eat your cake or you cannot have your cake and eat it or eat your cake and have it. You need to sacrifice. It's the sacrifice that brings you to a place of victory. It's the sacrifice that opens door. The children of Israel, at every point of miracle, there was a need for sacrifice. Are you hearing me now? There was a need for what? For sacrifice. So what are you sacrificing? It's the sacrifice. You know, when they slaughter animal and they bless me immediately, it goes to God. What is your sacrifice on the table? For that thing you want, what is your sacrifice? You have to delay your gratification. No? Listen, my wife is here. We were not like any other person for many years. People did not visit our house because our house was, was a written off. We didn't have an AC in the house. We didn't have a cushion in the house. My children were not dressing well. We focused. I told my wife, this is the sacrifice we need to make to get to where we're going to. We removed ourselves from every meeting, everything. All our life was go to church, come back, stay in the house. We, don't go, we didn't go anywhere. Every couple we had. I, in fact, one of my clients called me. One of my clients called me one day. I said, David, I know all your clients because most of my clients were friends. He said, I know all your all the people. I, this person pay you this. This person pay you this. This person pay you this. I have been doing calculation in my head. I have calculated all your money. How are you doing these things you are doing? I don't understand how you are able to achieve this, achieve this, achieve this with this small money. You must be doing something that you are not telling us. Tell us what else you are doing. I said, there's nothing, you know. That's the only money. He said, do you mean you feed with this money? And is your wife working? I said, no, my wife is not working. Oh, you feed with this money? And you're able to achieve all these things? I said, yes. He said, no, you're not telling us the truth. Tell us what the secret. I said, the secret is that I don't smoke. I don't drink. Every cup I have is for my family. And I, and I, I called my, my, my wife. I tell her, we're not buying new clothes. We're not eating shawarma. We're not eating anything. Our rice is oil and this thing. And she'll tell me, when would this suffering stop? I say, it's for a while. <laughs> I say, it's for a while. One day she called me and said, I have managed in this house too much. Why are we managing life? Is managing. You have money. You have money. Why can't we live a good life? I said, we need to invest. <laughs> We need capital. It's our capital. We can't eat our capital. If we eat our capital, our children would suffer. We need to invest. We need to put this money somewhere. So that this money can generate more money for us. And then we can depend on the money that the money is generating. That's what we did. 
We made investments. We started businesses. And this money is funding money. Today we go and take, just take small from the business to, 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 to. We are better now. If you see me wearing suits now, you should, I'm telling you, check me out before. Some of the suits you are seeing me wearing now, they are the best suits I've ever had. Before, it was only one suit, one black suit. I wore it for over five years. The black suit changed color. You know, when the black suit is no more black, it's brown. You know when it's not turned to brown. Shoes, the only shoe I wear is the shoe that they dash me. People dash me shoes. I've not, I, I, I can't even remember till today. How many shoes have I bought? This one, I dash, they dash me. <laughs> Praise God. Why I'm telling you this thing is that if you want to break, I, I, I told my wife, I said, look, my, my dad had issues when um, I was still in the university. He, he, he lost all his business, everything collapsed, and we started suffering in my house. I said, we need to break this circle. Somebody needs to sacrifice and break this circle of negativity. Somebody needs to break it. And it is me. I will break that circle of poverty in my family. I cannot, my family cannot be poor. So I started making sacrifices to break the circle. And we are breaking it though. We have not, we have not even gotten anywhere. We are breaking it. I want to challenge you today. You must have an aim. You must have a target. Focus on that target. Find out the sacrifices you need to make to get there. Take that sacrifice and get there. Are you with me this morning? You see, this message is just that I don't know the rain. Today I wanted to pour out my heart, but the rain has just been. I've made us. We started late and everything. I want to pour out my heart and share. There are things we have gone through in life that if I share with you, you'll be amazed. You cannot. When you, you see, when God takes you to a place of glory, people cannot understand where you came from. Some people will think that you have always been there. Somebody will see me now and think that I've. If you, if I tell you what we have gone through, some of it we did not even share with our family. We said, no, we are going to stay with this thing until we make it work. Nobody can come out and say, I begged him for money. I don't. It's not because I never lacked. No. I have lacked. We have lacked so many times. But we hold ourselves together and say, we will come out of this. We will come out of this. We begin to think, what is the wisdom of God to come out of this thing? Until God open our eyes and we find a way out. can do it you can do it I, I did not come from a rich home i did not come from i didn't have an uncle I, my parents died quite young my mom died at 43 my dad died at 63 10 years after my mom died quite young we were still children i was going to enter the university when my mom died after i graduated from university my dad died none of them even ate anything from us and they left 10 children. 10. 10. As I am now, I have 8 younger ones. Plus my cousin, 9. So you can understand the burden upon me. But I said I must break from this. I must break this shame. And I engage God. I engage the wisdom of God. I made the sacrifices I need to make. And I'm breaking those chains. Can you hear me now? So you have no excuse. If you say you don't have a father. Some of you said your father is still alive. My dad when I was still a young man. I wasn't even married. I was still confused. If you get it early. Get it early. And stop depending on them. Get it early. If I make it, you can make it. But you must know your aim. What is your goal? What do you want to achieve? And then begin to walk. Take the sacrifices you need to achieve it. Manage it. Stop wasting your money. Some people, all their money is wasted in all kind of things. You are changing shoes. You have 10 shoes. What, do we, what are you doing with it? When that money, you can use it and start a business somewhere. 
and that business give it five years you can buy 100 shoes if you want it's about delay graphic it's about bargaining with your future bargain with your future that's what i'm telling you this morning bargain with your future hallelujah happy father's day <laughs> amen and you know i hope you know that a male child is not the same as a man let me not confuse you or let me confuse you small the fact that you are a male doesn't mean you are a man a male is that you can reproduce that's all but is he a man a man is a father fatherhood is not the same thing as being a male male is just your gender but fatherhood is responsibility so some of you listening to me that are fathers you have to be responsible look at what god told abraham in genesis this is my father's message now briefly my father's day message listen god told abraham he said i know abraham my servant that he will instruct his children genesis chapter 18 for verse 18 he said seeing that abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation listen fatherhood are people that train generations they they nurse generations he said i have seen that abraham my servant is going to be a mighty and a great nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by in him he said for i know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the lord to do justice and judgment that the lord may bring upon abraham that which he has spoken fatherhood is responsibility are you with me fatherhood you know some people have reduced fatherhood to provision your ability to provide money you are the father bring money that's what people think as fatherhood that's not fatherhood anybody can provide money these days even women provide money uncles aunties anybody can give you money money is not what make you a father if all you do in the house is just drop money for your for your wife and your children you are not a father you are a provider it's not the same thing are you with me now it's not the same thing fatherhood is about taking responsibility it is about loving your wife and your children every woman needs a father a woman does not need a lover what a woman needs is a father i tell you i'm going to confuse you but go and check it out what a woman needs is a father that's why they call you daddy eh? is it not daddy they call you what a woman needs is a father who is a father the one that cares the one that nurtures the one that takes care so our fathers in the house if you're not a father to your wife you're not loving her well you need to play the role of a father for her and that's why most women are looking when they are, they are looking when they're looking for a husband they're looking for their father they're looking for somebody that looks like their father Moses, if their father is a good father praise god praise god so fatherhood is about giving yourself it's about covering it's about protection all right fatherhood is about protecting protecting your your children from harm protecting your wife and children from harm and ensures that over well-being the role of a father in our time has been reduced to about providing that's not all about love the mother can provide too infant anybody can provide this is a very wrong perception of fatherhood this is why some fathers are never around they just think as long as i provide my my, my job is done no 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 even when there is a divorce most times it boils down to provision when people divide and eh, how much are you bringing for the upkeep of the family that's all it's not about naira and kobo that's not fatherhood check out the west right now and that's why in fact i was telling i was telling uh, the 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 teachers in school i said look if we're copying all this western curriculum we have to balance it all because some of them are crying 
if you go to the west now their children most of their children are all wasted because they don't have a father they are not trained to have a father we have to be careful father is to care father is to guide father is to protect father is to correct father is to instruct father is to command father is to approve father is to encourage father is to raise the next generation the next generation is as good as the home and the role of the father is key to a home check out any woman or any man any child that lack fatherhood you see that their life is not balanced you will see that except they had a father figure that came into their life and played that role you cannot a woman cannot be a father a woman has her role motherhood is also very key there is a place for motherhood there is a place for fatherhood god put these things for balance god is not stupid after creating adam he now created it and today people are saying no adam can become if if can become adam how doesn't life look at life life itself tells you that these two are different and a lot of them are suffering it today i heard that most of the men most of those men you see they're wearing pad because you are going to use natural thing for natural while i go bust you can't walk hallelujah hallelujah look at what proverbs chapter 19 verse 18 says he said discipline your children while they are young enough to learn if you don't you are helping them to destroy themselves ta 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 gnt discipline your children why don't they are young go to use gnt discipline your children while they are young to learn if you don't you are helping them to destroy themselves and some people say they don't smack children again eh? not in my house oh not in my house I give you upper cuts and lower cuts. Not in my house. You can't, you can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't be woke to the extent of destroying my own children. Look at all those children they didn't spark. Where are they now? Before you go and buy anything, you, you want to be woke. You want to follow the talking point. Look at the life of the people that were not spanked. Look at their look at how they look at them. Look at them. How did they end up? They are the ones that are wearing skirt and wearing uh, bra and changing, going to do surgery. It's not them. Because when they were small and they were exhibiting this, this uh, abnormality, nobody spanned them to order. You, he said, if you don't discipline, this Bible, he said, if you don't discipline your children, you are helping them to be destroyed. Fathers is your role. You must take the position to instruct your children. God said, I like Abraham. Because I know Abraham, my, my servant, will instruct his children. Fathers, we need to wake up. And let me tell you. You see, you see why the devil is against fatherhood? There is a serious attack on masculinity. There is a serious attack on fatherhood by the heat of hell. Why? Because they know that once you destroy a father, you have destroyed the home. The father is the protector. The one that stands at the gate of the house and says, Satan, you can't enter. When you remove him, what happens? There is a free flow. Free flow of demonic activities. Fathers, you need to protect your home. Don't allow any nonsense in your house with your children correct them address that matter and not just saying it in words if father is you are smoking and you are telling your son don't smoke cigarettes and you are smoking how does that work they have already taken everything they will say eh, okay sir give them a few more years in fact as you move in the secret they go and do it because you know why every child wants to be like their father the father is the person you look up to. 
Who is God to us? God is our father. That's why we're looking up to God. When people attack fatherhood, they're attacking God. You don't know. Everything you see on the earth is a symbolic or symbol of heaven. The fatherhood, the motherhood, everything is a symbol of heaven. God is our father. And the place of fatherhood must be retained on the earth. If not, the earth is destroyed. Other people saying men has come. And all those things. You don't know what you are doing. They are destroying the fabric. The foundation of the society. You remove fatherhood. You are in trouble. The role of a man cannot be. Okay, right now. Let me tell you what is going on in, 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 in America. America is gradually feminizing their male. Making their male weak. By, by telling them it's okay for them to become women. China is even masculining their male, making their male stronger. There will be war. When the war comes, the female male won't be able to fight it. I'm telling you the truth. It's a psychological war that is going on. They are destroying, they know that they cannot beat America and they are destroying America from within. They come in and corrupt them, go to their schools. Go to American schools. They are teaching them all kind of feminine things. In China, they are teaching their men how to become men. They are infiltrating America, destroying them from the inside. And as they become weaker and weaker, they can dominate them. There is a place for motherhood. There is a place for fatherhood. And fathers must rise. You see, the masculine gender will have to be protected. The women, you two have to arise and protect your men. Because if not, when the danger comes, you can't stand it. Because you were not built to do that. You were not built to fight war. You were not built to stand that. That's not your build. God made you for a purpose. God made the male for a purpose. If you destroy the male, you two will be destroyed when the war comes. This thing I'm saying, they are tough. The role of the father is key. God is our father. We cannot feminize the male gender. Because when you do that, you remove defense and protection. And the family is a free flow for demonic activities. The man must stand and protect his family. How? Raising your children. Because when you raise those children, you are raising the next generation. You are creating hope for the future. If those children are destroyed, there is no hope. Hallelujah. Can we be on our feet? Can we be on our feet? How many of you have been blessed by today's message? <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want you to pray for fathers. Pray for fathers. As, as mothers and others, pray for fathers. The fathers will hold their ground. They will rise up and stand their ground on the earth. That fathers will not become a, a, a mothers. It's not done. Everybody have their role. Pray for fathers in our nation, in our world. That fathers will take their place. Fathers will take their place. Fathers will take their place. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, you deserve all the glory. You deserve all the praise. Who is like unto you, Lord? We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. I want you to pray for yourself again. If you have dreams, you have things you want to do that you've not started, I wanted to just pray for yourself and say, Lord, give me the strength to start. Every spirit of procrastination, I bind you. I bind the spirit of procrastination. I remove it from my life. And I declare that I will no longer procrastinate. I will begin to do the work of God. I will begin to do the work of God. God wants you to do his work. I will do the work of the one that sent me. I will do the work of God. 
I will take that decision. I will take that step. I will no longer procrastinate. I will start that business. I will start that business. Open your mouth and declare it. I will start that business. I will not procrastinate. I will take that decision. In Jesus name. Heavenly Father we thank you because your love is for real. Your love is sure. Thank you for your power in our lives. Thank you. You are our father. And you take care of us. You instruct us. You correct us. You reprove us. You encourage us. You are the father we know. Thank you for the instructions this morning. Thank you for the reproof this morning. Thank you for the correction you have brought away this morning. Help us to implement them. Help us to take that decision concerning our life that will change everything for good. We give you praise. In Jesus' name.